0: Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Heckner and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? I'm well. How are you? I'm good. David, you know, at True Hoop, we like to consider ourselves pretty smart basketball people, about the game, of course, because of your big basketball brain and the things that we observe around the game and the business. And sometimes you have these sort of prescient moments where you have this conversation about the league, and then these things happen that all coalesce at the same time, and it's all connected to, well, this is what we're talking about. Um, we were so fortunate, David, to have a conversation with our good friend, Ben Aronson. So Henry, you, Ben and I talked, uh, about the NBA and the popularity of the game, uh, overall and Ben's experience, uh, working in media as he has for many years, uh, and advertising and his, just his knowledge of how, you know, things get sold to fans because we're talking about the in-season tournament, right? And we were like, is this, was this a good thing for the league? And the league showed some modest bumps in, uh, in viewership, which is
1: always good, right? Trending in the right direction. I, I, I'm not even sure modest is may, maybe more than modest. I, 26, I, don't, I don't know. 26%, so I
0: don't know. Yeah. Like, you know. That, I
1: mean, mm-hmm. modest is like two. <laughs> I think it's, I think 26, I, who wouldn't want a 26% bump in anything? In anything. That's correct. And, and weren't, yes. weren't the finals like really highly rated?
0: finals were very highly rated for sure um it was it was extremely extremely well rated and so we figured okay is the league like this is good right we're moving in the right direction and so we had been on and we we posted the edited transcript of that conversation by the way shout out to our editor travis moran because i'm sure when that call finished there were a hundred thousand words in that thing and he was like what the hell I have to cut this out into something legible that people can read. And it really, David, was interesting. So we're talking about, is the NBA popular enough? And you, before we started the show, said, well, we know the answer to that. It isn't, right? Like, our players are, after world football players, uh, you you know, soccer, uh, soccer. they are the most popular and visible athletes worldwide. Is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. They are extremely ubiquitous and well-known. and as you know, American popular culture, which our athletes are, our NBA athletes are often stars, and in that gets exported all around the globe, and these people know that. And but Ben said something interesting on the on on our call, right? He was like, "Yeah, players love LeBron and Stephen; and these guys, but ask them if they actually watch LeBron I and mean, Stephen play basketball. Fans like it, yeah, right? Like
1: fans like and those players, but not the game itself,
0: right? Correct, but they don't watch the game, yeah, and." Well, this is a problem, right? Because this the NBA is selling this game. So how do we get them to t- tune in? And I had suggested, well, if they like the players, let's sell more stuff with the players, right? Whatever that may be, hard knocks, what, whatever's going on, sell more things that involve them. If they like LeBron and Steph, great. Give them more LeBron and Steph in whatever capacity we can.
1: I mean, that's, that's... – you would think they've already, they would have already done that. Uh, and not just the hard knocks. I liked arsenal because I watched the doc, the Netflix Mm -hmm. thing on them from a season Mm -hmm. ago. I think it was Mm F one racing, which I I didn't know. Trying to survive Mm -hmm. is a hugely rated show or well, Mm -hmm. well, uh, uh, watched show. And as someone who has a good relationship with lots of NBA players, they are charismatic and they are fun and interesting and complex. And, uh, there's no sport. There is no sport where we get an inside glimpse of players the way this we do in this NBA because only five guys on the court per team, you mm-hmm. know, and a locker room is small. What you know, no, no sport has that. F1 racers have a mask on and driving you mm-hmm. in a car. Mm-hmm. These guys are in shorts and a tank top, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with cameras everywhere. Yep. So uh, I think you're. I didn't. We didn't even talk about this on the show much, but you're exactly right. Uh, there's just a, you're dying for that. Yeah, we're we're dying for that.
0: There's an intimacy fans believe they have with NBA players because, of, as you just mentioned, all the the way the game is presented, right? Close quarters. I see their faces. They're right up close to me. And these guys are ubiquitous all over social media and like constantly doing things like this is. So anyway, we we were talking about that. And it's just so funny that it, it turns out that we had quite the last few eventful days in the NBA with all sorts of things going on. That are really connected to this whole thing, right? It's not actual play, right? It's like, well, this—all these things are leading the conversation right now. Um, we'll first start with Draymond Green and the uh, Golden State Warriors. So, well, hold, Draymond, hold on, Gerard, yep. I want
1: to credit you for something because you—you you, you left one part out just to finish the point of you just, what you just said. Um, You—you've been one of the guys championing lesser games. Hmm, your words. Sure. Well, one of the byproducts of lesser games is the game. You've said this. Uh, as says Henry, the games are more important. Each game is more important. It, when eight with eighty two, it's easy to get caught up on Draymond's swing like you're about mm-hmm. to talk about mm-hmm. because it was just another game on a Wednesday night or Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, if in the NFL, the game still carry the day in part because there are so few of them. So mm-hmm. now we can get into this other stuff, which will be less important probably and less visible if the game was the more important thing. Sorry Correct. to interrupt.
0: No, no, no! You're fine, and that's, and uh, thank you for saying that. Scarcity, yeah. right? Like yeah, that's what that's huge for the NFL and other sports, you know. Whereas you know we have, don't have a scarcity problem in the NBA. <laughs> too many games, sure. right? Way too many. <laughs> All right, so Draymond. Um, in a game Tuesday night against the Phoenix Suns, a game the Warriors lost. Um, there was a, you know, this happens in the NBA all the time, David. You know, guys push shoving, shove in, trying to like get a hold of each other. It's just way it's a more physical, physical game. than anyone realizes. Yeah. And, well, right. But listen to an old head tell it, oh, these guys are soft. Nobody plays physical. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Do you
1: watch these games? No. It look, pr- the look pretty no. physical to me. It's <laughs> yeah. <That's> a rhetorical <laughs> question. No.
0: <laughs> and so Draymond, in what he described as an act of selling the call, flung his arms. And they connected and he struck Yusef Nurkish in the face, got knocked down. Any strikes to the face is immediately uh, goes to the monitor to review for flagrant. I mean, I, I mean, it didn't take long. It should have taken even less time than it did. The minute you just saw it, you knew he was gone. Okay. It came down yesterday that Draymond will be suspended indefinitely by the NBA. And I want to start here, David. I don't look, they're going to talk about ways in which Draymond can get help. And Nurkish said, I hope he gets the help he needs. Everybody's using that. And you and I are not psychologists, and I don't want to go down that road of what kind of help he may or may not need. What we can talk about, though, is that Draymond has a history of behavior on the court that is detrimental to his team, right? We can go all the way back to the 2016 playoffs, right? So everybody remembers the, the nut punch that got him suspended for LeBron James. But why did that happen? Because in the round before against the Oklahoma City Thunder, he kicked Steven Adams in the growing and got a flagrant foul penalty, right? And the numbers were already there. He gets tossed. Many people argue that's why the Warriors lost the 2016 finals. We saw last year, well, before that, uh, we saw him physically berate and have to be restrained going after Kevin Durant when Durant was on the Warriors after a game, right? Getting very volatile, that whole scenario. Last year, we saw him step on the chest of Demontis Sabonis in the postseason. We know he punched Jordan Poole in the face. Everybody saw that video. These things, there is a history, right, of behavior that is just not, helpful for his team because it either causes him to be suspended or time away from the group for, (laughs) sounds like a kid, but bad behavior, right? And so here we are again, and the league has now said indefinite suspension. Rich Paul, his agent, Mike Dunleavy, and Draymond are going to meet. I don't know if Adam Silver is involved in that or not, uh, to discuss sort of a plan going forward. So first, when you saw Draymond do what he did on Tuesday, what did you think and where do you stand on Draymond's repeated behavior?
1: So I actually saw it in reverse. I first saw his comments the ne- next morning in a, like at five in the morning at a, in the press conference, in the post-game press conference. And he sounded so reasonable and rational and contrite. Like he 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 did not mean to do any of it. And I believed him. I, I don't know why I believed him, but I believed him. That, oh, it just probably was just bad luck and he may have been tagged because he's Raymond Green. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the play in full speed. I didn't need to see it replay. I did, but I didn't need to see it. Like, I, I, I do watch a little basketball here in, in the Thorpe house, in my Thorpe <laughs> office. Um, that is not a basketball play. Not that he said it wasn't. I remember what he said. That was a, a out-of-control wild... He was play. selling
0: a call is what he said. Yeah.
1: That, oh, is that right? Oh, yes,
0: because Nurkish was grabbing his hip. Yeah, so he was that... Um, his arms to I, sell.
1: I, I think he's not telling the truth. He may, in his own mind, believe that, but we saw what we saw. Uh, it is alarming. Um... I, I don't know what's going on with him. i have I have a degree in psychology. does not make me a psychologist. I do have three decades of experience working with players and two plus decades now with NBA players. and um i, I don't know where to begin with the needs to, he needs to talk to someone more experienced than me um, because you just can't be doing that stuff. And uh, you know, they talk about this it's a fine line between really playing with edge and then going above it. I don't think it's so fine most of our players play really hard most of the time and they don't do that stuff. You know uh, it's disheartening for another reason, which is it's dragging Steph down and that's a miserable thing. It's it'd be like someone ruining Kobe's last three or four mm. peak mm. years. Uh, we can't, we can't let that. Happen. We, as a collective, the warriors as a team, they can't let this happen anymore.
0: Um, and of course, uh, no, you're you're I love where you're going there. We're gonna move to that in a minute. I did not mention my apologies, the rear naked chokehold he put on Rudy Gobert earlier this season right. as well. That that yeah, got him suspended.
1: Yeah, and you and you mentioned the punch to Dr- to Jordan Poole, like mm-hmm. as if that was just you know, no big deal. I don't I know you don't feel that way. Right, 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 These are these are really these are things that do not belong for if three different guys did it, we'd be upset with all three. The same mm-hmm. guy three mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm yeah that's why he was suspended indefinitely now and uh and, and and forget about where we're gonna go next regarding the article we just mm-hmm. published, mm-hmm. but just the idea of like what does this mean for the warriors yeah right it's yeah. uh it, it's it's a pretty obvious sign in my opinion
0: oh w- without question, and you know the in the history of the NBA, and you've been watching the NBA a long time, David. Um, I always say my first memories, of course, is the '85 NBA Finals, right? Like that's... mine was the
1: '73, '72 Lakers. Yeah, I
0: was seven years. So we we have a slight age difference, yeah. not a big one, just a slight one. Yeah. Um, when dynasties end, David, this is kind of how it often looks when it ends. Um, it may not be a player, you know, choking somebody and and you know uh, punching someone or whatever, but. It, it just looks like things are fraying around everywhere, right? Players, what they used to be really excellent at and what was tolerated is now problematic and it causes the team angst uh, more so because they're losing and can't cover it up with the wins, right? Because you can't stay on top in this league forever. It's too hard, right? There's too many good, awesome people. And, you know, one of the things we do, David, we've done on this show when people do is laud the Warriors' culture, but how great it is. But David, I have to push back on that and now and say, but your culture allowed this to fester and continue. It isn't like one day he decided, I'm gonna start acting like this. We've just we just laid out his history. He's always behaved like this. But when you're winning, cool, no problem, right? So what's the a coach famously said, I don't know who gets credit for it. Win is like the great disinfectant or perfume, right? It covers up all that ails. Okay, but when you ain't when you ain't winning. Oh, it stinks in here now.
1: Right now, you are like—is that an NBA coach? Don't know. It some, like, some it sounds like someone smart, like Bill Parcells. Yeah, some, yeah, some smart. sports coach said
0: that. Yeah. Right, like yeah. it's just it—you are not winning now, and you are hurting the team. You are hurting Steph, and David Steph as the leader. You know, we, we talked about this when Kyrie and and Katie and Harden were in Brooklyn, right? And it was like, well, why can't Katie get Harden to just—I mean, get Kyrie to just take the vaccine and. Because his own man, does whatever he wants, right? Like, I, I can't make some guy do something, right? It's the same with Steph, right? He can't make Draymond behave better, right? Can he? I don't know. Like, no. where is this on, on, on the leadership standpoint? So, again, my point is just culture-wise when we talk about the Warriors, like, culture is always great when you're winning. When you're losing, it's like, okay, well, how great was that culture to begin with? Because, again, you gave him the rope to be who he is. He plays on and over that edge all the time. I, I joke from the from the um Dave Chappelle skit that uh, with Charlie Murphy that Treymon is a habitual line stepper, like because he is. But again, when you're so excellent, we allow it. Li around the floor, so we can't even see how excellent you are. David, I know you've talked to many like management consultant people and various people throughout your life and stuff that you've done in the past. If you look at like a a, a management quadrant, right, and you put performance uh, or you put managing uh, behavior on an x-axis and performance on the y-axis, right? Draymond is your typical Quadrant two player, right? High performance, really difficult to manage. And that is problematic as the performance starts dipping, but the difficulties to manage remains high. And this is where we are right
1: now. And one of the really surprising things is, is he already shooting from three this year? Oh, career high, 44, something like that. 44, 45%. It's not his fault that Wiggins is just terrible. Terrible. He's absolutely cratered. And Clay Thompson at 34%, yeah. which is a career low for him by a pretty good margin. Um, they have, you know, young players that are, are just doing okay. Um, all of this, to me, is that I, I, I do believe in the, in the, uh, the saying, culture eats strategy for breakfast. I really like that. However, um, culture isn't something that's permanent. It has to be fed all the time. And uh, it's rotten right now. It's just rotten. First, I didn't see the video. We have it of Steph's reaction. It's in the article that we have. Mm-hmm. we published now. Um, I didn't even look at it yet. I, I was, it was described to me. And that was enough, but it's a mess. And I'm already hearing rumors of where Kerr is going to be next as a coach.
0: They're not going to pay him, but they're going to
1: pay him. Uh, it's uh, to me, it's fair to guess. And I, I, you know, I've been watching enough games over the years to, to not remember how dynasties normally end. Uh, uh, you're not wrong and other people are writing this too but but ultimately, we're talking about they just ended in more losses than what they were used to yeah right Miami got rid of their guys mm-hmm. the Spurs in a sense got rid of their guys mm-hmm. uh, uh, Golden State is losing so what's next yes yeah,
0: guys, guys gotta move the exodus yeah,
1: yeah. And it's not so easy to get rid of Draymond well, and, yes. um, and, and Wiggins Clay. for sure. Right. Yeah, Clay's at least an expiring, but why would someone else take him? Golden State's going to expire. Um, it's not like he can really help another team the way he's playing. So, yeah, where does that take us?
0: Well, it takes a step to Steph Curry. And David has an article that came out today. Um, and it's titled, Is, the War- Is It Time for the Warriors to Steph Curry? Or something of that nature, basically. Yeah. And I said, I joked in our chat, Oh, Warriors man's going to be really angry today when they see that headline because... David, you rightfully said um, in the summer, should the Bucs consider trading Giannis now? They didn't. They decided to add Damon, and they're fine. Like They're, they're a good team. Yeah, they're doing good.
1: well. They're top 10. But
0: if they don't win the title this year or next year, that Dame contract is going to look terrible because he's no longer going to be as effective as he is, and Giannis is still going to be very good, and it's going to be, well, now how do we get rid of this guy who still has however much money left on his contract? And you're, you're, you're in purgatory here. And the, and the Warriors' highest um, sal- uh, salary cap in the league or sorry, uh, team payroll. Right, four hundred million for a team that right now they're they're not winning anything right now. Like if, if the playoffs started today, they are out of the plan. Right. as of
1: today, no. like, correct. And I think teams out.
0: And I think it was either you or Henry said that Tom's done. A, Tom show for another show has done enough strategy that based uh, research that says after twenty six games, yeah. the standings typically don't change. Henry all said that, much. that, but I
1: read an article about that too. Yeah.
0: And so we're almost at twenty six games. Yeah. We're right, right about there, twenty four. And so I'm not saying you know the Warriors won't make the play in, but what do we do? Okay, so Steph Curry, because the point is, as we just mentioned, you can't trade Wiggins. I mean, I'm not saying you can't. It'll it's be difficult very to unlikely Wiggins.
1: to trade a guy Correct. playing that badly with the number of years and money he's got left.
0: Wiggins and Draymond are going to be difficult to move for the reasons that we just outlined. Clay is expiring, so why would the Warriors want to do that? And also, who's going to want to take on forty eight million? at the rate that he's playing right Right. now. So that means who's only left? Steph. Which first you have to sell that to your fans. Everybody's got to be on board with this. And he wants to go to a winner. The other challenge with that, David, is, and I don't want to ruin the teams you suggest, so we can talk broadly around. I want people to read the article. For anybody to acquire Steph, well, most teams would have to give up all the good stuff they have to get him, which then makes them not good enough to compete for a championship. So we're left with what now? But there are a few teams, David, who can make that move. Uh, obviously, teams with young players and team with a ton of draft capital. So let's at least go with one. Let's talk about OKC and what they could do to get Steph.
1: Well, let's let me go back a little bit. Um, this would not be the Warriors' decision to yes. to trade him. Correct. Uh, I, I mean, if it was, they'd be they'd be screamed at by their fan base. Correct. My argument was uh, Steph is basketball royalty, and you can <laughs> argue with anything I say here. To me, he is, you know, I, I started thinking about the names of players, and I'm sure I missed some who just had perfect resumes. From Bill Russell and Hondo to Dr. J mm-hmm. and Bird, not Magic, my favorite, right. Bird, right? Tim Duncan. Like go go through Black Kobe. He had his issues. Mm-hmm. Guys have just been perfect. He, to me, LeBron. Has been perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His, his biggest mistake was a TV show for 20 minutes. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. Right. I don't hold that against him. Correct. Um, and, and he's still playing out of his mind. Uh, Curry's in that group. Jerry West, Curry's in that group. Dr. J. They, they, mm-hmm. These guys have, if they wanted to leave West, Dr. J., whatever, Duncan, and said to their bosses, I just, there's no future here. I, I don't want to end up like Kobe and losing 60, 50 to 60 games a season in my last few years and Curry's better now than Kobe was in the last Correct. few years. Way because better. he's just a way better shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if Curry says to, to Joe Lacob, uh, I, I want to, I want to go somewhere else. It's over here. That, with, with Draymond being how he's, how he is, like you said, I, I can't control him. I can't, I apparently, whatever I've done, isn't working. Mm-hmm. Clay is clay. You know, God bless him. Has that all these issues. Uh, Injury wise. He's amazing. I love him with brothers for life. Andrew can't find himself. I heard someone tell me yesterday, a knowledgeable person with the Warriors told me there's more issues with his dad. We know that's happened before. Mm-hmm. And remember too, I picked them to win the West regular season. I yep. thought Wiggins, who looked really good last year, would have a, a bounce back season. I thought Draymond, fresh off his mm-hmm. his new deal, would play well. And he has, mm-hmm. especially as a shooter. I really thought that they would roll Moody better, Kaminga better. I loved the Sarich addition. Yep, Looney, Chris played, Looney mm-hmm. played Chris Paul, of course, as a fourth quarter guy. Looney, uh, eighty-two games straight the last two years, and a quality player. I just thought they would put it together for one last go around. Obviously, that was a gigantic mistake, mostly because of Wiggins. I think they needed him and Clay. Those two guys mm-hmm. have just been bad, if not terrible. So, if Steph goes in and says that, who are the Warriors to say no? You make you make too much money for us. Correct. I, I think if if Steph is willing, and remember. Uh, Dame wasn't willing for years to really push and he Mm -hmm. finally did and got moved and he's on a good team, not a contender. I mean, not a great team, a contender, Mm -hmm. but a secondary contender, I would argue. Their their starting five is half of the plus minus that Boston starting five has. And (laughs) I really remember benches matter. Benches Mm -hmm. matter. So if Steph were to sit down and talk about where he'd want to go I, I, none of us would think OKC would be his first choice. That doesn't yeah. mean we're right. Correct. We, we have no idea. I mean, I, I mentioned the article. His wife's from Toronto. Mm-hmm. His, dad, his dad played for the Raptors, mm-hmm. right? There, there, there's, uh, he, his family's from Charlotte. There's NBA franchises in those cities. Yeah. Kawhi went home. Uh, LeBron went home. So we don't know. And I'm not trying to pretend to know what Steph would think. We can just try to read the tea leaves as best we can. So I don't want to get into OKC because that's the obvious one. I'll throw out one team only. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and where does everyone always say they want to go, and we understand why?
0: Uh, well, Miami because right. the, weather, the weather the taxes taxes yeah.
1: and two, the two, cha- really good. Right, two championships <laughs> two championship losses, yeah. and a third game seven in the last mm-hmm. three years in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference finals with the same core guys, basically. So if you can replace Kyle – so this Heat team is pretty good. Not great. Pretty good. Not as good as Milwaukee, but good enough where Eric – I talked to an insider from Heat the other day. Uh, I said, Eric strikes me. Coach tries strikes me as someone who knows, oh, I've got the pieces I need. Just now. Like we, we made it into the finals last year with a nine seed, I think. Mm-hmm. I think they're playing yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: they were playing. They were a playing team. And they lost
1: the first playing game, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. So, with what I got now, because I got more players and I got, because Jaime Hackett's a pretty good rookie, not great, pretty good. Like, we're going to be, we're going to be just fine. He strikes me as that. So, now bring Steph Curry to that and just lose some young guys and Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry and Mm -hmm. some picks. And again, it's not equitable for the Warriors, as I wrote. Not equitable. There's no, no deal. Nothing. No, no, there's no way. But how do you say to Steph, not enough? It's Steph. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can say it. Mm. I think Steph has. This is just a guess. I think he has enough power and leverage to be able to say, "This is where I want to be," and the, Miami's got to give you everything that you want. That doesn't mean we suck when I get there. And the Warriors, I think, have to take it. And it's just, it's just a guess on my part. So there's a few teams I come up with where the Warriors would be better off than Miami. A Miami deal, maybe about the same. OKC is just. Obviously, you're not trying to win championships if you're the Warriors and you do an OKC deal. But we, we can play with the idea of Curry, Ch- uh, Chet, and Shea as the core. That will be the core. And and I'll finish off with this on OKC. Chet's never been in a playoff game before. Correct. Shea's never been the man on a playoff team. It's fair to guess that they wouldn't win a championship this year. There's a lot to learn. You have to go, we think, you and I both, mm-hmm. Milwaukee had to go through pain. You have to go through pain to get there, typically. Um, but there's a three-year window where those guys are still ascending, where we think they can have a real shot at it. One of those three years, if not two, if not even, if not three. So OKC, okay, Miami, there's some others. The bigger thing is is Steph as Steph had enough. It's not about the Warriors saying, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we need to trade you. I don't think that'll ever happen. He means too no, much money to their bottom line, the I Chase guess. Center. And then you have to worry about okay, what do the Warriors want? Because ideally. It's Steph gives me some ideas. We give him some ideas. You do the Venn diagram, and then you work from there. We like these teams. You like these teams. Let's see what the best offer is. You have to say okay, and then we have to say okay. That would be a, a fair thing to consider. Because Steph, it seems like he's not a he's not a jerk. Right, he, no, he might no. say, I like Miami a little bit more, but if you really like this OKC deal better, I, I like the fact that I can win a lot there. I'm not worried and tell me if you disagree. I was talking to my editor, tour to Travis about it. I his brand now doesn't matter about Knicks, which is, I don't think a deal is good ever. Brooklyn. No. Like just win. Yeah, doesn't matter where you get. At this point, just keep yeah. winning. Right? He's got four mm-hmm. rings, mm-hmm. five, and how many final appearances? Seven? Seven. No, no, no. Yeah. Six, lost to seven? the Cavs. Lost, yeah, to, lost the to the Raptors. Lost Raptors. Yeah. So six. Oh, six. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty elite. So get there another couple of times, super elite. And um, don't worry about the city you're in. You're allowed to worry about it whatever you want. I'm just saying you don't need it from a legacy standpoint. Win game. So I
0: think I think I agree with you. I think for him, the question is, well, there's a couple of things, right? Like what? Because that means uprooting the family, right? So and he has several kids, right? So what does Ayesha and the kids want? Where do we want them sure. to be in school and all yep. that, right? That's a, that's a huge factor. They have a pretty – I mean – Love a pretty good life wherever they go because he's super rich, but they're firmly entrenched in uh in 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 the Bay Area, so that'll that'll be something. Uh, the second thing that the relationship you're talking about is assuming that Lacob and Steph can have the kind of conversation and the trust that Fair. we're going to do what's right by you. I, I don't know, right? Like, because Lacob could be like, "Screw that!" Like, I, for sure, we have I have no idea
1: what this guy is like.
0: Like. You know, and by the it, way, that's it, a
1: risky play if you piss Steph off. If Steph sure. says to Warrior Nation, "I've given you everything I've got," you've had the greatest run for sports in the history. Well, the Niners are right there, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, I gave you another run like that, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to finish like this. So, and we, I write about this. Steve Kerr's money comes mm-hmm. off. You can pay Kenny Atkinson a whole lot less money. You have to pay Steve coming Shorthand. forward. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving you guys a chance for a future, and this motherfucker won't trade me. Like, how is that going to go? And that's what I would and, do if I was Steph, by the way. And
0: that would require Steph to do something he hasn't really done, right? Steph is not the guy to go out and publicly say, here's what's happening. This yeah. is what's going on, right? And throw his weight around like that. We, that's just not who cool he's been as an NBA superstar. So it would be, from what we know, a diversion in, in behavior for him, right? Which, interesting. It'll be interesting to see if he wants to do that. I think your point about um, where to go makes so much sense because Steph at 35 is still elite, right? All NBA level, MVP level. And you said, OKC okay, is not ready to win now because Shea has not been the man yet and Chet's a rookie. Your team but is th- very good
1: regular season. Right. Rise.
0: But to your point, attaching at your age, Steph's age, to stars who are ascending is yeah. the best bet. Right? Even so. though in your mind you're thinking, no, but... I don't know. Jimmy is a known commodity. It's like yes, he is, but Jimmy's north of thirty already, right? Like it's it's a tough balance, right? Like win now versus okay, or chance to win now versus yeah, but over the next three years, and and we agree Steph's game should age pretty well because of the shooting. I'll give myself more cracks with this younger team, possibly, right? So these are the things you got to weigh. But then it's Oklahoma City. Do I want to live there?
1: And, and to your point, does the family want to live there? They're, right. they're, yeah. There's. There's a way to, to include his wife on the Venn diagram. Oh, for sure. Wants to be, where the what the Warriors want, you know, we we talk on the article that we wrote about the article about are they looking to keep asses in seats? Mm-hmm. Do they just you know? If there's some good players out there you can get to to keep the team, and if they have some players still on the team, Moody, Kaminga, mm-hmm. they can ship all those guys out and really start over again, and no one will come potentially. Mm-hmm. Or there's also a bet that you know what. We've built some trust with our community that we know what we're doing. And it lasted a long time. We won in 2015, I think. And it's 20, maybe 2016. And it's mm-hmm, 2023 now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good long run for any professional sports team. Maybe they'll keep coming because they want to be part of the next group. There's a risk. Uh, or they could think, you know what, I, Let's we lose Curry. Uh, maybe this year is a lost cause. But we're going to get some good players in. We're gonna make some of these other trades, not start over and be competitive. See what happens. Like they've got some options to try it because they still got to pay Wiggins. If they can't trade Draymond, Draymond and yeah. Chris Paul, yeah, still got to pay those guys. Yeah. Although I think they could probably move Chris again.
0: Yeah, it's uh, look the the this is this is the conundrum uh, because the way the NBA's salary cap and structure works is that. As players get older, they get paid more and more money, yeah. right? And you end up paying on the back end as an organization for all of your early championship success. This is what the, they're, pay, they're paying the bill. The bill's come doing all that now. And if the players are not playing at the level, which we did besides Steph, nobody is. This is what you get now. It will be interesting. I want to talk to you, David, from a coach perspective um, on how you handle dealing with a player and they're adjusting... Skill set because of age, and you know, how you get them to understand well, this is who you are now, like, this is the role. And I'm talking about Clay specifically because here's a guy who, pre the two injuries, right? Arguably, people always say, Oh, the best two way guard in the league, right? Then, with like great on offense, great on defense, all that, he's no longer that guy, right? Um, and he's not shooting it well. I'm not saying he, that he couldn't have a hot streak, right? Now, yeah. Um, but he certainly isn't the guy who's an all star and who could potentially be all NBA 13, No chance, right? So, is he now more better coming off the bench, right? And you put Moody in the starting lineup or wh- or whomever, and how do you get a guy who's accomplished so much for you and done so much to understand the realities of? Okay, but you're not that person anymore. Without killing his confidence,
1: it ain't easy. Although I think the pl- the right player makes it easier. Uh, Clay strikes me as someone that knows what's going on. Uh, you want him to have belief that he can turn it around, but you can turn it around in the second against second units too. All right. Let's, let's try. It. I mean, to me, it always is everything needs to be cloaked or contexted with winning. What we're doing now. Isn't winning. We're 10 and 13. The year they won the championships years ago, I wrote about with a 25 and four. Mm-hmm. They were at this, out the December game. 15, 25 mm-hmm. and four. So tomorrow, um, I would cloak it in that, like we've got to do some d- different things. If you're going to keep Steph, you're not going to keep Steph. It's the same conversation. We're trying to win, and it's not working out this way. We have to try some things. I believe the last game, uh, Kerr took Loon did. Mm-hmm. and Clay out and left Moody and Kamingan.
0: Mm-hmm. Loon, Clay, and Wiggins
1: out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. We're trying to win games. Yeah, but this is also a sign too of of you know the the, the dynasty ended when they won. Uh, against Boston in amazing fashion
0: yeah and it's just you know I think it's tough right because you hear the you hear the 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 rhetoric from the guys right like you know I want to go to war with these four guys no matter what because and it's because of all of the history and it makes sense but it doesn't last forever right it ends you cannot keep this up and this is this is where we are so it'll be interesting again to see what what they do again I agree with you the Warriors will not do it, uh, do a step trade of their own volition, he will have to be the one to yeah. initiate it. Yeah, and my guess is I doubt he does that. That's so I, like, I, I,
1: I would, yeah, I have no idea. I would tell him, uh, don't be like Dane, be like James. Dane wanted to be in Miami, but kind of kept it quiet and denied that he really wanted to go anywhere till mm-hmm. very late in the game. And he's in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. James Harden loudly vociferously said i want to be in la and he's in la oh and they've won five straight yeah they have turned it around a bit they've won five straight (laughs) so um steph you've earned the privilege of being like james and just tell them where you want to go tell us i want to be there make and they'll make it happen i think no i i think you're right they may may not do it but they they, he, he may not do it but if he does they will for sure
0: all right guys we'll be back after this brief commercial break this episode of true hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Leap here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapists from my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel pcom com Okay, David. (laughs) Woo, boy. Last night's Milwaukee Bucks-Indiana Pacers game. My goodness. First, I'm going to say this. Um, the in-season tournament, um, may be the catalyst for a rivalry coming back to the NBA that, you know, a lot of the old heads say they miss. There's no rivalries anymore in, 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 in the league. Uh, the Pacers and Bucks before last night's game, it played twice once in the in-season tournament and once, uh, outside of the in-season tournament, the Pacers won both those games in the second game in the in-season tournament semifinals. Uh, the Pacers went on that incredible second-half run and just took it to the Bucs. And, you know, you work with NBA players all the time. Like, the the Bucs felt some kind of way about that, about the Pacers taking it to them and putting it on them. These guys are competitive. They're all macho, all the things. You know, we heard what Dame said. Oh, you know, be humble. And I'm always like, look, Dame, like, you're not humble when you're doing Dame time. So, like, like, it is what it is. That that
1: famous uh, meme of his face. Right. uh, One of the greatest memes of all time. Like there was nothing humble. I have no problem with it. There's nothing correct. humble about that face. It was like, correct, fuckers, I'm a man.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it awesome. So it happens, right? It awesome. You're you're going to humble people. You're going yeah. to get humbled. That's yeah. just how the nature yes. of this. Hey, humble, is. be humble.
1: That's what I always say. Yeah.
0: So this game, the Bucks had some. They had some verb and some juice to them. They were like, even though it's a regular season, outside of the tournament. Now nah, this team beat us twice. We ain't letting them beat us a third right. time. So they. Came with the thunder. Giannis well, well, Giannis did anyway. Specifically. 64 points. A career high for Giannis. And a franchise record. What a, I mean, first of all, the franchise record. That's a franchise, by the way, that had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Lou Alcindor then on their team. And, it, he it, is it, a, and Oscar Robertson. And, and Oscar Robertson. And he has the scoring record. Yeah. But so pretty, pretty incredible.
1: Marcus Johnson was a good player for them. Excellent. Yeah. Bobby DeAndrich um, was one of our famous favorite players. He, growing
0: up. Yeah. Giannis went to the free throw line 32 times in that
1: game 32. last night. I watched listen, I watched every free every foul yeah. that he took. Tell me. All all legit calls. No. Oh, okay. But most. Yeah. I mean, oh, okay, I'm not I'm not saying it was illegitimate. Okay. There was some, you know, there was some. I'm just gonna run this cat over because I'm gonna get the call. Like you know how that is happening mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh there were some ticky tack fouls I thought. And most of them were absolute fouls. Yeah. But listen, he just kept coming and just kept coming and kept coming and kept yeah. coming. He didn't stop. And I think six or eight of them came at the end of the game. The game was over. They left yes. him in. and Jarris, well, they, they,
0: they, they put him back in because yeah, Indiana had the their bench guys and the lead sort of cutting yeah, down. And then Giannis the went back in the game. Yeah.
1: And Jairus Wallace, Jairus Walker, Jairus Walker, Walker, Walker from Houston, uh, the Cougars, uh, had never seen Giannis before. So he was just like, grab, <laughs> wrestling, grab. Yeah. And then Ben Shepard fouled him for some reason. Uh, these were rookies. So that helped. But still, most of those were well-earned. Not all, but most.
0: And this game was chippy, uh, for, as I mentioned, from the beginning. Uh, Giannis gave Tyrese a little elbow shot, knocked him to the ground, Uh Aaron Neesmith fouled um, Giannis very hard. And Bobby Portis had the Bobby Portis eyes when he came over. He got <laughs> tossed. It was, listen, it was just all the commotion. And, oh, my God, guys, really? Like, it, and this is, see, so this is how you know people don't watch NBA games. This is how you know those guys care. They, they're not doing that if they don't give a shit. If they're like, ah, oh, whatever. Like, that's why they're all acting the way they're acting. They're, they care. And they're super competitive about it. All right. So the game's over. And. There's a whole kerfuffle, David, about who gets the game ball because Giannis wants it because he had his career high and a franchise record. And the Pacers after the game said, well, but there was a rookie on our team who scored his first basket and we do this every year. And I checked and verified they do do it for all their rookies. The Pacers like do a thing on the ball, like congrats on your first point, whatever. And Giannis does do a thing where after big games, he gets the ball and he gives it to his mom and he writes it. All that is true. Yeah. But David, it was all much ado about nothing yeah. because- the Pacers, like we don't care which ball it is, we just want a game ball from the game. Which, ah, uh-huh, we want a game ball. There are two game balls yeah. in the game, people. And by the way, at the end of the game, the Bucks assistant security director, as the bustle, the final was uh, the buzzer sound. Literally, as it happened, he goes straight to the referee, and the referee hands him the game ball. So uh, the Bucks had the game ball, and the Pacers had a game ball. Everybody should be happy, hunky dory, no problem, Giannis beelines into the uh, towards the indiana Pacers locker room screaming was gonna hold him back i'm like oh my god guys this is like wwe right now it's like wrestling he doesn't get in the locker room he comes back out he gets into halliburton's face Lloyd face get me the effing ball like everybody going crazy i'm like what's this what is happening right now and all i can say is this is all has to do with what happened in the in-season tournament and before like they felt a kind of way about getting beat and the Pacers showing them up and they're like, and this is Giannis, all of Giannis' frustration coming out in that moment. But ultimately, everybody got their ball. I don't know if you saw the They M- already Giannis. had the
1: ball. Right.
0: Yeah. Giannis said, oh, I have a ball. I don't know if it's the game ball. I'm like, bro, like you have a game
1: ball. Yeah. You do. Uh, we saw a in a video, ball. the referee <laughs> had a ball on the court. That's a game ball.
0: It was just, <laughs> David, it's just too funny to me. And like all of this hemming and hawing. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys,
1: it's really, it's a ball guys. Really? Are we really going to like get enraged over that? Yes. So you've got a couple of things going on. Uh, uh, these are men mostly in their mid to late twenties, which I'm happy to tell you now is very young. It's very, I, I, I think Giannis is, is he 29? 29. Yeah. Half my age. So um <laughs> Uh, not to say I did those kind of things at 29, but I'm sure he did plenty other things much worse. And so you've got the emotion of the game, you've got the the rivalry part that you've talking about. The fact that Giannis got fouled—I mean, he did get fouled that many times—that's got to take a beating. The Pacers feel bruised mm-hmm. that they were whistled for all those fouls, and so it's a perfect storm. This is a, a failure of security more than anything. Like you can't allow players to come in the locker room that way. Right? Yeah, there's a better way to handle it than than how they did it. We'll learn from it. You know, it's, you'd, think, you'd think we'd stop having um, uh, uh, court cases that set precedents. It's like everything's already happened before. No. No, there's always still new stuff happening. Uh, <laughs> there is a new rule now, NBA. Guys get pissed off. They're a new policy issue. Guys get pissed off the game ball. So let's make sure we have security for that too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I did find though, David, and I've watched those videos multiple times. Giannis just
1: looked enraged and manic. I was
0: like, manic. bro, like yeah. what is happening, my, my guy? Like, calm yourself. Like, yeah. it's a ball. Someone like, took that his was, burritos, yes. Are yeah, he, that he, was a little, he, was a little yeah. disturbing to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know what causes that kind of reaction, but yeah, yeah he was not happy.
0: And then we saw uh, a tweet from someone we know mm-hmm. um, uh, talking about Giannis saying, you know, this guy plays like, you talk about. It's, it's one of his skills is that he just goes hard of the time, right? And because of that, he's often exhausted, like when he's on the floor. And we talk about when you're exhausted, like, right, mental things are much slower. You just, and your reactions are where And I wonder if there's any kind of correlation in him playing so hard all the time that this is kind of how it bubbles and manifests sometimes.
1: All right, so um, players are physical. And some players are more physical than others uh it is a, a part of the deal of just trying to get under people's skin bump them extra that kind of thing i may have said this on the show recently when i was talking to an nba guard who's playing against a high level score and he just tried to bump them as much as he could like within the i don't think it was called for a single foul doing it all after the whistle barely walking back you know a guy gets fouled whoever it is mm-hmm. you're walking out and you kind of you know almost by accident. Him. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you're getting under the skin i'm sure it happens in every sport right i oh we, I was watching um, – I might have been watching uh, uh, Hard Knocks. I've only seen mm. one episode uh, because my brothers told me that the head coach for the Dolphins has yeah. a lot of similar things to how I coach whatever mm-hmm. when I was coaching teams. I think it was that one. and uh, Yeah, it's definitely what it was. Did we already talk about this? We, we talked the, about Hard Knocks but not yeah, this but particular. The, with the defensive the, – the, 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 some, scout, some scout player for the mm-hmm. Dolphins was told by Tua, the quarterback – hey, dude, bump me all the time. Like, constantly shove me, bump me, hit me, because that's what, whatever the, I don't know mm-hmm. football anymore, whatever is stud for the other team's defensive lineman, that's what you he does. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd bump two under in a week, two would be like, thank you, great job. <laughs> Seriously, it was so awesome to see. And two would play great in the game. So this is part of it. Uh, if you don't like it, you probably have to play another sport. I, I my, my favorite all-time story is my son, when he was starting to play baseball, uh, most young players are afraid of the ball. Mm. And my son wasn't really afraid, but he also wasn't like, he was you know, nine years old, Gerard. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he, but, so he, I, I think he had never been hit before. And I remember when I got hit when I was 13, I'm like, oh, this isn't fun. I was hit by a hard fastball. Sean Sukamelli. motherfucker, hit me twice. <laughs> but I did hit my first two. My only two homers ever were off Sean. I don't remember if it was the same game or not, but one of them was. I'm going to show the other Ooh. one. I did not like getting hit. So anyway, Max get, there was a guy, we had a pitcher named Spencer off. Uh, Spencer hit him in the head. Mm. And he was our fastest pitcher in the league. And he was like 11, Max was nine. And he ran to first base with a big fucking smile on his face. Thank God for the helmet, by the way. Of course. Thank goodness, of course. thank goodness for the helmet. And so from after that point, they used to say it was dodgeball with Spencer. Max <laughs> was like, who cares? Like, I got hit by the head, I was fine. He was never afraid. And so this is part of it. And some guys can never get over that fear. If you're going to play against Giannis, he's going to play dodgeball with you. Deal with it. Right? You can complain to the referees. I have no problem with that. Mm -mm. Let them police it. But just get used to it. Uh, I I give Giannis credit. He made 24 of those 32 free throws. He sure did. It made better to make 28, 30. But, like, he wasn't stopping. No. Relentless. 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 And I say to you, I've said this to you before. I always categorize players two ways. There's guys that can dish out punishment. And there's guys that can take it and not let it affect their game. Iverson, Fallum, all you want. I'm going to the rim. I'm going to the rim. I'm not afraid of you. Giannis is one of those rare guys. It doesn't change the way he plays and he's going to dish out a lot of physical punishment too. So is LeBron deal with it or play another sport. <laughs>
0: and that's a definitive word from coach Thorpe. Um, David, before we get to top five, one thing I didn't mention uh, at the top of the show and it was connected to this whole idea about, you know, the game's popularity, the Washington Wizards, um, Ted Leonson, who owns the Sports Group, who owns the Capitals and the Wizards. um, They just got approval for uh, a new site to build a stadium in Alexandria, Virginia, which is not in downtown D.C., which is where Capital One Arena is right now. Um, And so the team will likely be both teams will likely be moving uh, across the river to Virginia. And you know, it, it's like the Warriors leaving Oakland and going to San Francisco and all these things happen. These teams come into these cities and these areas and they become a fabric of the community, right? And then they leave and it's often like the damage that is done when they left, right? Like the fans who were coming and paying 15 bucks for this, guess what? In Camino $15 seats in the new arena in Virginia, right? So you're not going to have any of that kind of local flavor and flair. And by the way, all the residents and and, and businesses you displaced when you built the new arena in that city now now the thing that was there to the team's not even in it anymore and, and those people are are still uh, displaced and it's just this is the reality of big big business which sports is and it it often hurts the people at the bottom and fans who actually care and want to be around
1: well ha- I have been twice to their practice facility in Alexandria State actually the hotel right there um do you know where they built their practice facility? Uh, I don't know the name of the location, um, but it would be at the very least you would say it is um, very urban. A mm-hmm. uh, uh, lot of liquor stores, um, a lot of people on the streets all the time. When I was with the I drove with players. They drove me and they're not phased one bit. I, I, right. It was during the day. It seemed delightful. Uh, I thought it was cool as hell. Like that's going to help this community. This this area can only build out. I bet the arenas can be built close to that. I'm sure. First of all, it's probably cheaper. That was my first thought. Probably got land cheaper. And um, security was fine. You had to go through a gate. We have to go through a gate everywhere. Right. But I I was in three facilities in four days this summer. And they all had gates. Only one of them was built in a particular kind of community, which seems surprising considering... They could have picked a lot of places to build a very expensive practice mm. facility. I thought it was fantastic. That's going to just build out that community, hopefully. Hopefully not run them all out, by the way, as prices well, that, go up. Yeah. yeah, that goes without saying. But I asked more importantly to me, I asked the players, like, how do you feel? And they were like, they don't really care much either way. But um, it, they definitely recognize it's not what they were used to, going to their practice facility in that uh, kind of environment. I mean, the, the Bulls have their practice center in a suburb for mm-hmm. years most teams do. I think yep. it's cool to the do Knicks, something
0: different. They're, they're in Westchester, they're practicing. Right, yeah.
1: right. Still still in Westchester. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So um I think I think you're making a good point and I think more teams who've got to build remember the Spurs just built this incredible I haven't seen it but this incredible practice facility. That's a rat race too. That's an arms race, right? And um I think that the, I think more teams are going to do this and they're going to look for cheap land.
0: Yeah, and you know, again, but my my concern is always okay. You got the cheap land. What happens to the the, the people and the businesses that you have to kick right. out and displace for that? Right? Yeah. Like, where do they go?
1: Right, and then what happens later on when it starts being a cool spot? Right, and you start getting nice restaurants in and nice and bars. Becomes
0: super expensive, and, and uh, right.
1: And then where do those residents go? That that's something to be followed. I we'll, truly follow that stuff.
0: No doubt, yeah. no doubt. All right, David, top five time. Um, all right, kick it off. You go first. Who's on the five line?
1: I'm going with uh, a pretty hot team, the Milwaukee Bucks, after what happened last night, mostly because of the way Giannis is playing. He's just yeah. really, really playing at high level.
0: He's, he really is. I cheated. I put two teams on the five line because I can do that. Yeah, uh, the Bucks and the Sixers.
1: Ooh, I like Philly more than you.
0: Uh, you do. <laughs> you I love got, Philly.
1: <laughs> I've got a mini number four.
0: I got Nuggets number four.
1: You know, I've been down on Denver. I don't have them yeah, in my top you have, five. You have, I would have put them at five with Milwaukee if I wasn't cheating like you into two teams <laughs> if I was cheating. I don't mind that you did it. So who's your four? Uh Nuggets oh, are Denver, my four. Yeah. Who, who's your three? So three I got OKC. My first Same. time getting there. Same for me. They're OKC, they're 3. they're playing well. And uh this is a regular season power rankings, mm-hmm. but they deserve there. I have the yeah. sixers number two.
0: Yeah, I got I got the Wolves as two. Uh I just the record is what it is. It like is they yeah. are.
1: They're playing well, and they're number one defense in the league. They're just—they lost to New Orleans the other day, and McDaniel came off the bench. That was confusing to me. Yeah, uh, well, Alexander Walker.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Ant was Ant hurt in that game? Still, mm. I, I don't remember. I, I, I have the, these games are starting to all run together. If he now, was, and that's oh, a good
1: excuse to lose. No, <laughs> He's pretty no. special. He and is. then we both have Boston number one,
0: of course. There listen that starting five unit holy with, with poor Zingas. and you still like because he'd get he'd come back right yeah. after the the yeah. tournament ended i was like man if if you only had to play five guys i don't know how i pick up against anybody beating this team in best out of seven If yeah. if that was only the case but it's not so you know we'll see what happens later on in the season all yeah. right everybody thanks for tuning in have a good weekend we'll see you next week